What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. From the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello, 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 and welcome to the uh, Hammer Down Racing Report for... Is that your phone going crazy? Yeah, it could be. This is the uh, March 15th edition of the Hammer Down Racing Report. I am your host, Scott Hammer. I almost did my uh, Hammer's House of Hair thing back in my the old... Really? Yeah. I was Scott the King of Cheese Hammer. I see. Okay. Ron Miller, the professor right over there, live from the uh, Ron Miller Race Car Studios. Scott, before we get into this... Uh Uh-oh. I've got a message for the Girl Scouts. Darn you, girls. I've got to fit into a driver's suit sometime in the next month. Scott, I just killed a whole stack of Thin Mints driving into the studio. Did you get them at the uh, the mall? Yes, I did. All right, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I did. They were in the freezer, too, and, man, were they good. That's how you got to have the Thin Mints. You yeah. them in the freezer, you cold. Whole stack. Killed them, man. Lots to talk about on today's show in addition to Girl Scout cookies. Um, of course, uh, I'm sure everybody's probably heard the news uh, about Millstream. We'll be talking about that in, in depth coming up here in just a little bit. Some inside information, yeah. probably something that you guys haven't heard. Got a brand new record report from uh, Mr. Perry Cox coming up uh, later on in the show as well. And uh, we're going to start things off uh, with uh, Christina Henricks. It's weird calling her that. Yes. Never really do she who I'm trying must, to be professional. She who must be obeyed. Yeah. We should probably bring her up here so she can at least hear what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Christina Henricks from uh, Oakshade Raceway is going to discuss. Uh, A.K.A. What, Chrissy. What's going to be going on at Oakshade Raceway this summer. So we had a last-minute cancellation this morning. We'll, we'll try and get the folks from Toledo and Flat Rock Speedway on in a couple weeks. That, that's, that's what they yeah. said. So, cool. First, uh, take care of a little bit of business. If uh, your race car is not quite ready to go for the season yet, there's a guy sitting right over there. He, yeah. uh, he can help you out. Give uh, Ron Miller Race Cars a call right now, 734-856-7223. Have, have you been able to uh, get anything done the past uh, few weeks? Has the phone been ringing off the hook? It has been. The phone has been busy. The shop's been busy. Um, my car is nowhere near ready. So, yeah, give us a call. We'll be glad to... Make a, make a spot for you. All right. There you go. And you got a lot of room in your, your parking lot? I do. Driveway, I do. whatever you want to call it. Pasture, field. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Take a look at the horses, too. They like to say, hey, hello. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's bring uh, Chrissy up. Uh, are you there, Chrissy? I'm here. Hey. Thanks, hello. Thanks for joining us this evening. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, for those of you who don't know, our very first show we did back in September, I believe it was, of last year. A long time ago now. She was our first guest. Chrissy was our very first guest. And that uh, show was uh, riddled with issues because <laughs> we were using a phone and not this nice uh, studio camera system that we have now. So we've come a, a little bit of a, a long ways, I suppose. No bugs tonight, ma'am. Yeah. Wonderful. So uh, the 2018 schedule just uh, came out uh, a week ago for Oakshade Raceway. Uh, what are some of the, the highlights uh, going on this year? Well, opening night is April 28th with our Bill Rector Memorial for our UMP Sportsman Bombers and Compacts. Um, we are also doing our Oakshade Attica Challenge again this year. And the first, there'll be three dates at each track. Our first 
One is May 5th. Um, we also have June 30th and July 21st. What classes will be running with that, Chrissy? May 5th will be um, our... She's ignoring you. UMPLA models, UMP sportsmen, bombers, and compacts. Okay. Did you hear Ron? What did he say? Well, I just asked what classes were going to be running with that. Yeah. Yeah, and you answered, and Scott... Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, I wasn't paying attention. He was thinking one line ahead. I I think I was reading. Yeah, the the Attic Oakshade Challenge is specifically for late models, correct? Correct, yeah. And what's uh, what's the payout for that, Um, to win the championship there? The championship is a thousand to win. This year we're going to pay the top four. Last year we our inaugural year we only paid the top three, but um, it's a thousand to win, seven hundred for second, five hundred for third, and two hundred for fourth. So cool. and like I said, three dates at each track. Um, so a little extra for the late model division and. And that's uh, on top of their regular winnings, so. Right. It, it makes it worth traveling and 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 following the series yeah yeah it's um like i said three of each so it's not an extremely a lot and attica's not extremely far away and um it works last year we were happy with how it how it turned out so we're going to do it again this year how did that whole uh that whole thing come together uh, with oakshade and attica um basically kind of talked to mike Bors about it and you know they do something with Wayne County and um, we talked about it and decided to put one together and do it last year. Now are they doing the uh, Wayne County Attica Challenge too? I believe so. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure but I believe I did see it on their schedule. So those guys are going to be pretty busy. Oh yeah. (laughs) It seems to be a a a common theme in more recent years of tracks working together uh, with series kind of kind of like this. Uh, do you see this trend continuing? Well, I think it's good. Um, I think it's good for both the tracks and the the racer um, and the fans, so all of them. But um, I, I, you know, it it worked out well to work with Attica last year. Um, you know, talk to Rex and John. Um, and it just, I think it's a good thing and I could see it continuing. I think Daryl Waltrip, uh, coined the term co-opetition tracks working <laughs> together with each other while they're competitors. And Correct. I, I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah, we, uh, I think so too. <laughs> what, what else uh, on tap for the 2018 season? Well, we have three ALMS races. Um, May 26th is the first one, and then June 16th is our Barney, which this year is the 29th annual. The Barney Oldfield Race. Yes, our Barney Oldfield Race that will pay 5400 to win for our ALMS UMP late models. Why didn't I win that much? Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, what year was it when you won? (laughs) 95? Eight, eight, 18, 20, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, it just keeps going up. So, And our last one is Labor Day week, Labor Day weekend. So Saturday, um, it is September 1st. 
right. What about the uh, the the big mid uh, season show? Our big uh, summer nationals. Um, we have two races again this year, um, July thirteenth. We will pay five thousand to win for the um, UMP Summer National Dirt Car Late Models. We will also be running modifieds, um, and then July fourteenth is our twentieth annual Barney or birthday race, which will pay ten thousand to win for late models, and we will also be running modifieds and compacts. Again, we're talking to uh, Chrissy Hendricks of Oakshade Raceway, talking about the two thousand eighteen season. Uh, did you hear about uh, the Summer Nationals just added a uh, race right before yes, Thursday? Yes, I did. I seen that tweet today. What was that? I, I didn't, I didn't I-96. catch it. They'll be at uh, I-96 in Lake Odessa on uh, Thursday the 12th with the mod- Modifieds and the, the Late Models. And that's under a new promoter, correct? Are you uh, asking me or her? I don't I, know. <laughs> either. I, I thought that I heard that uh, they had changed promoters up there, so that this could be a really big deal for them. Hmm. I, I didn't hear that, but... Okay. You, you would know more than I would, Ron, on that. Uh, I don't know squat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, our um, our summer nationals is is our big our big um, race, our birthday race, and and all of that. But um, yeah, and then another thing um, this year, September eighth, we're going to run modifieds, sportsmen, bombers, and compacts. U- um, UMP mods. Yes, they will be UMP modifieds. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I wanted to to uh, point out was um, our point fund this year. Our late models to win our point fund um, to win our points, the late model champion will receive seventy five hundred dollars, um, and second will receive a bare rocket chassis from Roman Race Cars and Rocket race cars um i would also like to thank carol and sue holland as they're a big sponsor um for our our point funds um sportsman will pay 600 bombers pay 400 and then for our perfect attendance our late models will be entered into a drawing for a thousand dollars one one driver that has perfect attendance for the 2018 season will be able to win $1,000, Sportsman, 500 and then in the Bomber Division, uh, Ron Miller, Bear Chassis. All right, hey, so. Bill Hill has a question. He wants to know how much uh, the mod races pay. Um, I don't know. I can... Uh, um, the Summer Nationals and, and the, the one on September 8th. Oh, the Summer Nationals, um, those are each 1000 to win. Okay. That much I know. The September 8th one, I don't know what it is to win. We have not talked about that yet, so I guess that's something we can talk about. And that was a, a, a late addition to the schedule, right? It was, because at first we didn't know exactly what we were going to run, and um, Mom and Dad said, you know what, we'll just go with the UMP modified. So You have no idea how disappointed I was when I looked at the schedule and didn't see a run what you brung show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there is a topless late model night. Totally different. Totally UMP. different. He can't run his outlaw there. I know it's totally different, but <laughs> maybe may, maybe you guys could work out a night where he can bring out his outlaw late model and do a little uh exhibition or something. Yeah. 
We could, we could, See, we could work on open that. They'd, they'd all, they're always open oh. to letting somebody come in and do something yeah, for, for free. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Chrissy, one question. On yeah. uh, Summer Nationals weekend, uh, I had heard some rumblings about a possibility of combining some classes. Uh, had that gone any farther? Um, I don't know if we discussed or made a, or if we made a decision. Sportsman. She's conferring. I, I am conferring, and and, and, and uh, we can let that happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if, if it does happen, it, it'd be big. It really would. Right. Um, that's uh, like I said. They're listening <laughs> in the other room, but um, so, somehow I knew that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's it's delayed a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't have a answer on that, so I can find out, and I can definitely. I'll let you know on that. Okay. So I don't. I don't want to say something and then be wrong. So. Any uh, any big rule changes or anything uh, this year? Um, n- no, I wouldn't say any big rule changes. I believe the only rule changes that were made was in the bomber division. Um, and I don't even. It, it was with the fender flares. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they didn't want the late model style fender flares. Isn't that what you put on my car? No, yours okay. are just flat plastic. What what's okay. on your car is totally legal. They were uh, okay. They were reviewed by they by were the, sitting. It was sitting right in front by, of them by so. the big guy. And if okay. he had a problem, I'd have heard about it. <laughs> what about uh, admission prices at Oakshade this year? Same as uh, last year? Yes, we are um, going to keep our admission prices the same as last year. Twelve dollars general admission, ages um, twelve and up, six through eleven, five dollars, and our pit passes will be twenty dollars. Okay. That's pretty amazing compared to some other tracks. It, it is, and we try to um, pass it along and and do that. And no matter whether it's a regular normal night or if it's our birthday race, it's the same price. I was going to ask that. Uh, keeping same price all year. So any any Saturday night you go out to Oakshade, it's going to be you you know what you're going to pay to get in. Yeah. So, or 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 the one Friday. Well, or we're talking about prices. We might as well give Ron Miller race cars a plug. The uh, <laughs> sole supplier for the uh, Towel City Retread Bomber tires, and they will be staying at that same eighty dollars price that they've been for the last three years. I appreciate Wonderful. that price. Yeah. So there. Any uh, any uh, changes to the facilities uh, for the upcoming season besides uh, apparently a new front gate? You know, we had bets <laughs> if you were going to ask about that. But, um, <laughs> Well, it's sometimes you guys change things, and then I, it takes me a few weeks to notice something, like you painted uh, something or did some cool landscaping. And you'd be yes. like, when did that happen? There, There's a couple things in the works. Um, hopefully weather and, and all of that will cooperate with it. So I'm not saying what in case it doesn't get completely finished by okay. opening night. Fair so. enough. What, uh, Chad, Chad wants to know how much uh, pizza is going to cost this year. Um, I have that, that's, no that's not your side of the track, is it? No, not really. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it cost last year. <laughs> Two fifty. <laughs> I heard somebody whisper. All right. Um, here's here's some information you might pass along, Chris. Um, okay. Michigan International Speedway just is ta- in the process of taking down a whole bunch more grandstands because of empty seats. So. Really? Yeah, you might make a phone call. I will. I will pass it along, and I'm sure she will make a phone call tomorrow. All right. So what? 
again, we're talking to Chrissy Hendricks from uh, Oakshade Raceway. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever witnessed in your, your time out at Oakshade? Oh, my. Be- be- um, besides a fence getting run down? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't witness that one, but, um, oh, there's been some some crazy I've seen some crazy things. I don't know. Don't even I... talk about the little water god incident. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I don't know, Scott. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've seen? Um, hmm. Yeah, well, I, I got to be politically inc- politically correct, so uh, I'm going to pass. I take okay. a pass on that one. <laughs> I'm, okay. Um and maybe, maybe it might have been that time. I will say that uh, which it was one of the gearings. I think mm-hmm. uh, in his late model uh, where he came off of turn four and went straight through the infield and up the embankment and took out one of the light poles. One of the light poles. That yep. night, that that was one of the crazies. Then we just put some trucks over there with the headlights on. We were fine for the rest of the night. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty crazy thing. Um, years before, which I don't remember this specifically, but um, I remember seeing pictures of it. When they went through the wall up there, um, there used to be a wall around turns one and two. I don't know if you knew that, Scott. I, I remember seeing pictures, but okay. uh, <laughs> they went through. They went through the wall um, one night, and they had to um, decide what they were going to do on that. But um, is that why there's not a wall there now? You know, I'm not 100 sure <laughs> if that's the reason. I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, track banking keeps getting kept getting bigger and bigger through the years and uh that meant that every year the wall was less visible yeah yeah that could be um what what do you like do you prefer no wall ron no i do okay i think i would prefer that too yeah yeah walls hurt race cars it's more forgiving not having a wall there if you make a mistake right so that's true yeah so uh, one last thing I have uh, for you, and, and not trying to put you on the spot or anything. Uh, okay. I'm sure you've heard the news about uh, Millstream Speedway, correct? Yes. Uh, do you have any uh, any opinion on, on the things going on there or anything you'd like to share? Um, I, it, it's, I think it's unfortunate. Okay. Um, it's, uh, you know, I have, I have visited the place um, in the past, and... And all of that, but um, I don't know exactly everything that's going on. I know Ron would know more on that. Um, but uh, are you getting at something specific? No, 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 no. no, no I think no, Scott just wants just, to know, just, as as a track promoter, what your feelings yeah, I mean, are. Do you, do you, are you uh, like, obviously the yeah. internet is all lit up over it? Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, and I know you guys talked about this last week or something with social media. Yeah. And, and what it does and, and how it's, um, you know, social media can be wonderful, absolutely wonderful. It can also, um, it, it does affect things, too. It can um, be really hurtful. It can be. You know, I, I get people that tell me, they'll come up and say, well, so-and-so said this. I said, well, did you see it? Well, no. Someone else <laughs> told me about it. Well, or... You know, they'll send a screenshot. Well, what else? You you didn't include all of it. You know, I, I know there was more to this, but um, I, um, it's, I, I don't know. I, I um, as, as a promoter, 
Um, we want, you know, you want to do the best well, you can. How about, I, how about I ask it this way? I mean, do you... Do you do you think it hurts or, or helps uh, to have one less track in, in Northwest Ohio? You know, it's not a direct a competing track because it's a Sunday night track. Um, but, I mean, from that perspective, would you prefer they be running or, or are you okay with them not running? I, on that perspective, um, I, I would um, either 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 way on that, um, running, I mean, I don't It makes no difference it, to you? I I don't think so. Um, I know it might make a little bit of difference, you know, here and there, or, you know, if, if one of your, your weekly guys go and, and do run and say they get torn up pretty bad or, or, or whatever, or they make the choice where, okay, I can't run two nights, I'm only going to run one night, and I really want to try this other track, you know, yes, it could, but I don't think it, it really has, and, um, you know, like I said, I, I, what about as a, as a race fan, as yeah, having for, another for, from a from a promoter standpoint when they are running and and they do a successful show? Uh, have you ever seen a downturn in your attendance? Um, I, I know your fan base is pretty loyal. They are, um, yes, it does because and and I'm not not necessarily saying, you know, um, you can use like a, a track where they run on the same night as you. You know, let's say that. Um, yes, that does. You know, when when there might be a big race going on at, at another track, it it does affect your attendance. It might not affect on your on the racing side, you know, of the cars and all of that that you get, but it does affect your grandstands, I believe. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And and there is, you know, there's only so much money to go around. You know, you've got to. That's why we try not to, you know, keep it affordable and not raise our prices. And, you know, we still have that 50-cent can pop um, and dollar hot dogs because, you know, what we, sometimes just getting in and feeding your family, it, you know, it, it could cost. Cost you a whole week's worth of, uh, worth of wages. Correct. At some it, places. Yes, yes. Bill, Bill Pearsall, good friend of mine, used to run promote the fast series on pavement and he said that people can go to the racetrack um with with a certain amount of money in their pocket know how much they were going to spend and they'll spend it all whether it's getting in at the front gate or whether it's a lesser price getting in but then they have some things that they can afford and uh, i know that maybe uh, Charlie's photos might get a couple of dollars, and your concessions might get a couple of dollars. So, yeah, they're, they're, it, it makes a lot of sense to keep things affordable. It does. It does. And, um, and yeah, I, I see what you're saying on that. And, <laughs> you know, it just, like I said, we, we try and we do. We're family, family-owned, family-friend, you know, friends ran, and it's, it's just, we try to pass that along as much as we can. Opening night coming up, uh, what is it, April 28th? April 28th. Okay, Bill Reckner Memorial, Sportsman Bombers and Compacts. Gates open at 4, racing at 7 just about every Saturday night at Oakshade, correct? Correct. Yes. Um, this is just for the drivers. Um, one thing that is different, the draw will end this year at 545 instead of 6. Oh, so. don't be late. <laughs> 
right. <laughs> All right. All right, Chrissy. Well, I appreciate you uh, giving us the time to talk about the 2018 uh, season. Well, thank Chain. you for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're the first, uh, well, no, I guess we've rusty on a couple times. Yeah. So, yeah. You're, but, oh, okay. but you're you're an elite company as a, a repeat guest on our show. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Chrissy. Thanks, Chris. All right. Yep. Talk to you later. Mm, bye. bye. It's Christina Hendricks of uh, Oakshade Raceway talking about the 2018 uh, season coming yeah. up every Saturday night. There you go. Um, got some uh, other things to go over here real quick before we get to the good stuff. Uh, dirt, uh, we already mentioned this, the Dirt Car, dirt car Summer Nationals uh, adding I-96 to the Thursday night, July 12th. That's uh, right before the Friday-Saturday show at Oakshade, uh, which is the finale of the uh, at least the late model portion of the Summer I Nationals. I think the Wednesday is at Merritt. Is that... it, that sounds right. I think. I don't have the schedule anymore memorized, but I do recall them. I think there was only, that might have been the only other Michigan race, too. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think uh, Tuesday may be Plymouth in Indiana. Yeah. And then Merritt, I, I think. We're just guessing. But anyways, the big news is uh, they added the uh, Thursday night there. So, um, you know. More, That's a good more, thing. Yeah. More reason to stay in the area, right? Uh, both Ron and I were both at the uh, Woodland Mall Race Cars on Display uh, car show last weekend down in Bowling Green, which uh, was pretty cool. A lot of cars there. Good show this year. Yeah. Saturday traffic was excellent. And they had the Hoserville auction there for injured drivers. They raised uh, $6,200. was the 15th uh, annual Hoserville Ohio Injured Drivers Benefit. Um, so I think that was uh, pretty good for them as well. I think that was the most they've ever raised, yeah. too. So that, that, was, that was cool. Yeah. Getting pumped up for racing here. Um, this weekend, unfortunately, Mother Nature uh, biting us in the ass once again. Uh, Atomic and uh, Brownstown have uh, postponed their Lucas Oil late model series races that were scheduled for this weekend. The Buckeye Spring 50 and the Indiana Icebreaker, they are now moved to the weekend of April 13th and 14th due to the forecasted below freezing temperatures. Hmm. Icebreaker and freezing temperatures don't go with each other. No. Well, no. Okay. Unless you're at Sandusky. That's it. And you're racing your outlaw or something. Uh Milet and Dragway is hiring. Really? Yeah, they're looking for, and this, I was like, wow, they're looking for everything. Race officials, not sure what EMT-B means, but I'm assuming that's some kind of EMT. Right. Um, announcers, maintenance, concessions, um, tickets. If you're interested, uh, they're having an application day a uh, week from Saturday. That's March 24th from noon to 3. So if you're looking for a job. That could be fun. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the, the big news of the week uh, having to do with uh, Mill Street Speedway. And we actually would like your opinion on this. Uh, if you want to comment on our Facebook Live broadcast now, you can do that. Or feel free to call us. I got the phone thing right here in front of me now, so I can probably notice if uh, somebody's calling in 419-214-0925. Very good, Scott. Once again, that's 419-214-0925. It's right there in the description on uh, this broadcast there. If you're listening to us on iHeart uh, Radio, we're probably not live, and uh, you can still call. Nobody's going to answer, though, unfortunately. But you can but, still yeah. message us lot, on Facebook Live. Absolutely. On Facebook. Lots, lots of people having opinions about uh, about Millstream Speedway and what's been going on. In Most case, of them pretty unkind. In case you haven't heard, the, the news is uh, basically uh, the events that uh, Shane Helms and uh, Chris Sawinski had been uh, putting together have been 
either canceled or moved to other venues. Uh, that includes the uh, Sunday, July 22nd American Ethanol uh, event, uh, the American Ethanol Late Model Show. Actually, I think they had the modifieds too. Right. Uh, that's just been uh, canceled. Uh, they are working to replace that date with another track. Uh, the all-star shows uh, were also uh, at Millstream are, are done. Those aren't happening. Uh, two of the three have been moved. Uh, the May 27th one will now be at Waynesfield. So Waynesfield has uh, two all-star shows this year. And the uh, June 23rd uh, will be moved to Atomic Speedway down in Chillicothe. So... Yeah. So that uh, kind of leads us to what uh, what's going on with Millstream Speedway. I mean, Scott, and that's I, what, and, and I got a good. connection with it because that's where I got my start in announcing, which kind of got me into everything else. So. Right. And that's when uh, it was Flag City Motorsports Park. Correct. I believe it was. The Paxtons were around. And you were, you were working at that point for Bill Paxton. Correct. And... So. Uh, not, did you ever work for I worked Greg for, or Mick? I worked Greg for Greg when they had, uh, I think it was in 2008, when one of the first show. it wasn't the first show, because I think the first show they had was that big uh, all-star race when that place was packed. Right. But it was that same year they had a late model show, and they brought me in to help out with that. Uh, I was working with Brian Liskai, and right. I think it was mostly most of the, the Fremont crew uh, that night. So so I have worked with Greg. I, I I've talked to him several times. I'm not as close to him as you are. You have a... It's, it's no secret that I am friends with, with Greg and Mary Beth Rowe, and it's a friendship that is pretty open, and Greg's, Greg talks freely with me. And everything that's going around on the Internet, there is another side to the story. And I'm not going to take sides. I'm just going to throw out there what... Greg shared with me over the weekend. Before you get to that, we did invite both uh, Greg Rowe and the Helm, Helms and Chris Sawinski uh, to come in. Sawinski, you know, politely declined for obviously re- obvious right. reasons. They don't want it to turn into, a, uh, you know, just a, a bash session or something. But, Correct. So, anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, Greg Rowe also declined, too. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think... No way was his reply, Uh, probably for the same reason as Sawinski uh, didn't want to come on. Anyway, Greg and I had a long talk uh, while while I was down at uh, the Woodland Mall, and uh, Greg talked at length about what led up to uh, them canceling. And from what I was told, um, most of the problems revolved around social media sites and control of those sites, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, the website. I believe Helms had control of the Twitter because the Hammers, who were running the track a couple of years ago for a couple of years, had control of the Twitter. Right. And that's kind of a sore spot with Greg and Mary Beth Rowe. Um, but they didn't want to give up passwords to the Facebook page and to the uh, uh, to the Twitter. web page to the web page, okay, and which hasn't been updated since uh, the hammers had it in 2016. I believe right. it's the last time the website has actually been updated. Right, um, and, and I guess that led to some hard feelings uh, with the Helms Group that they couldn't be in total control. Um, and something else that Greg said was that uh, their initial agreement was that the Helms Group was going to run three races and any other races were going to be kind of shared. Um, 
Like the uh, the ethanol show, right? American ethanol. Um, so, as I understand it, the Helms Group started adding a few races uh, that, according to Greg, had not been cleared with him. So, uh, again, that added some fuel to the fire, and at that point, I I guess uh, Mr. Helms suggested that he might be better off moving the two two of the three remaining. Uh, all-star show. all-star shows to different venues and that has been done uh, now to say that millstream is not going to run uh, i can't say that that's absolutely true i can tell you that it's my feeling that if someone came to greg Rowe and offered a viable program where they would uh, improve the facility a little bit and uh and we were talking about this before the show. And, and could he, work with him. Uh, I think he'd be very much willing to listen. But do you think there's anybody left that would be willing to do that at this point, given the track record over the past 10 years? You know, the people that have worked with him are really from a very small core of people. Okay. Uh, they're kind of the controlling group for sprint cars in this area. So... Uh, I believe that the people that Greg has had in there uh, are all cut from the same cloth. All right. We want to know what uh, you think. Uh, what's your opinion about Millstream Speedway? Um, try, try not to keep it from just bashing individual people, but if you want to, if you have any meaningful input, please give us a call, 419-214-0925. And we understand that most of you are watching this on your phone. Uh, if you can find a landline or a payphone, or, or a friend's phone. <laughs> there you go. There you you give should us, have two us, phones while give, you're watching that's this That's it. Program. Give us a call, 419-214-0925. So, or, so, or, or throw it up there on our, on our Facebook page. So how many people, how many different groups have been promoting there since uh, Greg Rowe basically opened it back up in, say, uh, 2008? Well, when you started there, it was... Uh, I think I've worked with the Fremont crew, the Waynesfield crew was there, um, Dean Miracle. I think Dean Miracle was the first. Well, Dean was the one that ran that, have, that, yeah. that promoted that home run sprint car race. Okay. And that was the one that got everybody pumped about the grand reopening of, of Millstream. And then the, the Hammers seemed to be uh, on to something. They were. A couple consecutive they years. They were making some it. real progress last year. So, and uh, Two years ago. Last year was dark. Yeah. So, and that because they tried to, they wanted to purchase the track, and I guess they couldn't come to a, an agreement on the price. So they kind of backed out of their three year, three year uh, lease. And then, uh, yeah. So people down in Finley, they're very passionate about their track. You know, it, a lot of places aren't. A lot of people be like, all right, the track's closed. Woohoo. Especially the people that live around it. Yeah, it but, seems uh, as though everybody's pretty pumped when when an announcement is made that the track is going to be running again yeah so it's kind of sad to see that uh that the track's not going to be running you never like to see a racetrack no. close scott but the, just but the fact of the matter is it's his track and, and greg can do with it you know whatever he wants right and you know and we don't have you know whether or not we like it is he irrelevant. writes he writes the ground rules and yeah. i guess whoever is leasing the track or operating the track needs to play by those rules so maybe somebody that has his uh, his ear could uh, maybe uh, nudge him into... Uh, yeah, I have a whole collection of ears. <laughs> See well, where that's gotten me. Well, I don't know. 
So, I mean, at this point, I mean, do you, just because I think it's gone up and down, it's been a roller coaster ride as far as uh, fans of Millstream Speedway uh, over the past 10 years. You know, it was uh, vacant from 99 to till 2008. And then it, since 2008, it's kind of been, you know, it seems like things are going good and, and the then bottom, bottom falls out. out. Yeah. All right, we're done. All right, then we start building it up again. The bottom drops out again. It's, you know, people are actually coming to expect this. And, um, I think that everybody was saying, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. And, you know, those people a few yeah, well, a couple months they, ago that, were what, right. That's what they said when so. the Hammers took it over. And and know. I was reading posts uh, from when they announced that the All-Star shows were going to be coming there. And they were talking about uh, they were going to be uh, upgrading the permanent bathroom facilities, trying to get those working once again, because I guess those haven't been working. Had some for, issues. Yeah. And uh, and some other upgrades, and then and then all of a sudden, then this happened. That was one of the things yeah. that that Greg mentioned was that the the restrooms were in terrible shape, and he wanted them working. And I said, Greg, porta potties unfortunately are are a fact of life at racetracks. Uh, you, you go to Eldora, and there's porta potties. Uh, yeah, they have some flush one toilets, of the, but it's not they, usually a deal breaker when going to the racetrack. Right. No running water. Eh, not going to that track. That's it. So uh, yeah, I, I I I don't know. You know, from where I'm from where I'm sitting, the social media is kind of uh, beating the track down too, which could uh, really deter somebody from reopening it, whether it be the Hammers or uh, the Rose or whoever. I was looking through uh, some of our uh, Facebook comments here. Uh, Brian McKenzie says, "Same old story. The last ten years. If you have uh, Tony Stewart's number." Maybe we should uh, have Tony give uh, Greg a call. Yeah, he owned. He likes to own a racetrack, and Earl owned it and other tracks as well as Eldora. Right. And, yeah. Um, Earl owned Millstream at one point. Okay. And uh, Roddy has a, a comment here. He thinks the problem uh, with uh, no screen started with the Paxtons back when the Paxtons owned it. I absolutely love. The Paxtons, but you never knew if they were going to race or not. Oakshade, you know if they're going to race no matter what. It takes no streams not like that. All right. I'm not sure I totally do understand that, but I do I do recall, you know, if the weather they were you know, Paxtons were you were would usually err on the side of uh caution if there was gonna be a chance of rain, they'd probably cancel. So I mean that seemed to happen a lot. I if remember. if there was a dark cloud yeah. somewhere off to the west, you know, where whereas Oakshade will you know wait till you know do everything they well, can. Well, Oakshade yeah. is very fortunate in having that weather vortex that as long as the race cars are moving, the storm stays away. Absolutely, uh, Doug says uh, was a great track when Earl owned it. Jeff Gordon, Jack Hewitt, uh, Helms, Fishers every Sunday night. So yeah, I don't know. When, or, do you think people would actually come back? I mean, they've been jerked around over the past ten years so much. Would it? Would it? Yes. Is there? Is it worth saving? In a, in a word, absolutely. absolutely. You just want to race there. No, I, you want to run what you brung show there. <laughs> I, I, I'd be in for that, yeah. but no, I, I think uh, Millstream's primarily known as a sprint car track. But again, you, you never, never like to see a racetrack go away. Yeah. It, it's just not good for our sport. Which kind of leads us into what uh, Tony Stewart and Kevin Harvick had to say uh, 
Why don't you play that Let, clip? Let's, let's transition into that. Yeah. And uh, if you have a comment uh, on uh, on this clip or Millstream, if you still feel free to call in, chime in. 419-214-0925. Make sure you crank that one up because it's a little hard to hear. All right, here we go. This is uh, Kevin Harvick at the uh, post-race. Kevin Harvick and uh, Tony Stewart, actually, at the uh, post-race interview uh, press conference after Phoenix. It's I've not- been mad at Sperber here for a couple years now because he, you know, he won't have the K&N cars come race here because it doesn't help his budget. But in the end, you know, without those grassroots fans and those grassroots people coming and uh, being able to, to race here, uh, whether it fits your budget or not, 10 years from now, you better hope you have your ass some people that will sit in the, in the stands up here and, and wanting to watch these races that are at these short tracks because those are, your, those are your hardcore fans and those are your grassroots fans. Cutting the grassroots side of things out is not the right way to do things. Those guys, are they just want to race. And this is a crown jewel race for those guys. So... You know, it's just the, the thought process for me is is broken. And, you know, when when I look at our hardcore fans, they're all sitting at those short tracks, and they're mad. You guys that follow this every week, I mean, you guys remember Bob Bear used to bring in series that I promise you he lost his butt on, and he, he paid probably more guys tow money to come race at his racetrack uh, than he ever brought back in revenue. But he realized how important it was to the region and how important it was to the teams and drivers. And like Kevin mentioned, I mean, the Copper Classic, uh, I ran second to Mike Bliss here, and that one race got me a huge opportunity to drive for some really big teams. And, you know, now you don't have things like that. But but we can afford to spend $170 million to move the front stretch from there over to there for – I still have no idea what the hell the reason for that is. Grand doesn't seem like that big so, deal. yeah, I, I, I guess we probably can't afford to run any support races here that cost the track some money. So that's Kevin Harvick and uh, Tony Stewart talking kind of about the disconnect between NASCAR and grassroots uh, racing that seems to be growing bigger. It does. And, and you're a big – you've become a, a Harvick fan now, right? Because of this. I am. You know, un- until last Monday, I really didn't think very much of, of Harvick. You know, his personality t- kind of on the flat side, but he really laid it out there uh, very much like Tony Stewart would. And, of course, Tony Stewart followed up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> I very much respect a racer that will spill their guts out there and, and tell it like it is, and, and they did. And, and as you say, NASCAR is really missing the boat by not promoting short tracks, uh, and that leads us right back to Millstream. Yeah. yeah about, did you think uh, I didn't see any uh, repercussions or anything from NASCAR about uh, those comments? I mean, they weren't directly bad-mouthing NASCAR per se, um, it wasn't real complimentary, yeah, buddy. But I mean, uh, I know that they're the NASCAR is kind of uh, big on keeping an eye on what uh, their drivers say. Thou shalt but, not bash NASCAR. Yeah, so yeah, well, he is the winner of the Kevin Harvick is the the winner of the last uh, three uh, NASCAR Cup Monster Energy Cup Series races. Although the the one, one the one, one is encumbered, but we're not using that word anymore. Yeah. The one doesn't quite count. I love that when he got out of his car and pushed on the on the roof and I didn't see any of the yeah, race. Yeah, pushed on the roof and pointed up at the fans. So yeah, what, did, what do you think? No penalties uh, for him this week, at least. But uh, uh, speaking of that, uh, he blamed social media. Speaking of social media again, he Harvick blamed social media in part uh, for the penalties uh, that he did get for that uh, the the roof and the rear window getting pushed down because of that failed support. Uh, he claims that NASCAR let uh, social media influence 
a penalty he felt was inappropriate inappropriate for the violations. And uh, Stuart Haas uh, Racing has decided not to appeal those penalties. From a so. grassroots standpoint, NASCAR's fines and penalties are are astounding. I, I couldn't imagine them. Um, you know, I suppose in the realm of NASCAR, you know, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars is no big deal. But I, I don't know. <laughs> it's NASCAR. Well, uh, one other note uh, for NASCAR: uh, Lowe's has decided to uh, end their sponsorship after this season with uh, Jimmy Johnson. They're going to be leaving NASCAR. Uh, another big sponsor going somewhere else. Weren't they the official home improvement center? Of, they were at one for, time, of, of yeah. NASCAR, yeah. And, uh, and Home Depot was big in there as well. Right? Are they still a sponsor? No, uh, weren't they with? Uh, Tony they were Stewart, with Stewart back yeah. in the, in the the twenty car day, as I recall. I remember yes. it was the the home improvement battles back in the yep. day. But uh, yeah, uh, they're at uh, NASCAR's racing at uh, California this weekend. They are Auto Club Speedway or whatever they're calling it now. Um, so uh, going and, back, and what's the new name for? Phoenix? I don't I don't even remember. It was like ISC or something. Yeah. I, I, whatever. ICS. I don't know. Uh, back uh, to some comments here about uh, Millstream. Um, I wanted to catch up on some of these. Uh, Jennifer Whaley says she's kind of sad. She went to Millstream one time and loved it. Uh, it was two years ago. That was right when the hammers were running it. Um, what else we got here? Uh, as Rick Ferkel, Larry Reese says, uh, I, was, I talked to Larry at the uh, the Woodland Mall show. Right. Uh, as Rick Ferkel says, Millstream is a sleeping giant. That was the one I wanted to touch on. Somebody needs to wake it up. Yeah. Prod that sucker. Come on. Let's get that thing going. Uh, Mackenzie uh, says, I don't think people trust it. Talking about uh, Millstream, if they start running now. Uh, fans want want it drivers want it but there's not much trust there uh, trust doesn't have anything to do with it well, it's you know i, I think if, i see what he's saying if somebody opens the place up they're not going to get excited I, I, I about it i think they're going to get so, another chance at a first impression mm-hmm. i really do you're very forgiving in that yeah <laughs> uh they come back different owners of the property the race fans don't trust them why own it if you're not using the assists it is a shame that Millstream is dark again. That's uh, Doug. Um, yeah, would love to see some go kart races at Millstream someday. It's po- Stephen Pocock. He was yeah, he was here. He runs the uh, uh, Martinville Raceway Speedway, the go kart sh- track out there. Are in, you sure? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the, uh, the he's got the, his uh, uh, sprint car series too. Maybe Stephen. Can, maybe Stephen can fill us in real quickly on on that. Uh, I saw that he was going to have uh, an equipment sale. Steve? Yeah. I think I might have saw that, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. So there we go. Nice coming uh, home from Eldora on Sunday to hit up uh, Millstream, Colin Edwards. So I guess people will probably come if there's a race there. They really will. But the, prob- they, they the, will, the big Scott. if is if there's a race there. Right. And we're probably not going to see that this summer. Right. Is that what you think, or do you think that we may see, still see? Or do you think Greg will surprise us all? Greg gave and put me a together whole, a, a race. Greg, there? Greg gave me a whole laundry list of reasons why it would be difficult for him to run a race this year. Too many repairs that need to be done. Um, Can he do those repairs on his own, or does he need help? Most of them he would do on his own, but they would be time consuming. 
if if another group came in uh, w- with some real enthusiasm, uh, yeah, we could absolutely see some racing. But it would take uh, I, it would take a concerted effort with more than two people. Uh, Doug just asked if uh, Millstream is for sale. Um, everything has a price. Absolutely. If the price is right. Absolutely. I don't think it's like uh, listed on Realtor.com or anything. It doesn't have a for sale sign out there. But uh, but but if you it, but if you offer. have a pocket full of money, give me a call and I'll give you Greg's <laughs> phone number. There you go. Uh, and again, uh, yeah, if you want to get in uh, touch with uh, with Greg there, um, maybe try and resurrect the track one final time and keep it going. Uh, give uh, Ron Miller Race Cards a call. 734-856-7223. 856-RACE. There you go. He'll also hook you up with safety equipment and uh, uh, tires. Your retreads if you're looking. Do you have any of those in stock yet? Uh, we haven't gotten our initial order in. That'll be in the next within the next 10 days. All right. Well, way, way before the, the folks go racing. All right. Oh, my. You know what that means. Yeah. Caution lights are out. The record report. It's uh, time for the record report. Under caution with Perry Cox. Welcome to the record report. Under caution. Ah, yes. St. Patrick's Day. The one day of the year everyone can be a little Irish. That reminds me. An Englishman... A Frenchman and an Irishman walked into a pub. They all ordered a pint of beer. The bartender brought each of their pints, and amazingly, at the same time, a fly landed in each of the pints. The Englishman looked at his pint with the fly in it and pushed it away in disgust. The Frenchman looked at his pint with the fly in it, fished around, got the fly out, wiped it on a napkin, and sat back enjoying his beer. The Irishman grabbed his pint with the fly in it, fished around, grabbed the fly by the wings, held it over the beer, shook it violently, and said, Speedy coat! Speedy coat! You bloody little bastard! Today on the show, I'd like to illustrate some of the differences between burning alcohol in a race engine and consuming alcohol on St. Patrick's Day. Burning alcohol in a race engine gives you a denser fuel charge and actually gives you more horsepower. Drinking alcohol, you might wind up with a denser girlfriend. I love you. Burning alcohol in your race engine makes your engine run much cooler. Drinking and driving. That can land you in a whole bunch of hot water. Go ahead. Make my day. Burning alcohol in your race engine's fuel system smells amazing. Running alcohol through your system. That's us. I say make the ball. Not so good. Not good. Well, that's all I have for this week's report. I hope everybody stays safe this weekend. And remember, there's only two kinds of race engines. Ones that are blown up and ones that are going to blow up. It's probably time to change your oil. And the uh, the views and uh, views expressed by Perry Cox do not necessarily reflect the views of uh, Ryan Miller, Scott Hammer, or the Hammer Down Racing Report. Dude, you but can sometimes tur- they do. You can turn those blinking lights oh, off now. Jeez. Yeah.
Yeah, for sure on that. Lights are out. We're going green next time. Bye. Okay. All right. Uh, All I got left is our uh, season openers coming up. Attica coming up next Saturday. Uh, They're scheduled to run those 410 sprints, UMP late model, or I'm sorry, next uh, Friday. 410 sprints, late models, and uh, 305s. Uh, the rain date is Saturday, so uh, hopefully we'll get some racing in northwest Ohio and not have freezing temperatures next weekend, uh, Friday night. And I, I looked at the extended forecast. Not real good. optimistic. Oh, well, they're still promoting it there. and uh, I Oh, absolutely. Called uh, Rex uh, this afternoon. We'll try and get him on the show uh, next week if he's not too busy uh, preparing there for the, for the opener on Friday night. Uh, Fremont Speedway, their opener a few weeks later. That's coming up uh, middle of April, April 14th. Uh, same day as Toledo Speedways. Uh, season opener, Limeland opens on the 20th of April, Waynesfield 21st. And then, uh, as we heard from uh, Chrissy from Oakshade, their opener coming up on the 28th, as well as Flat Rock. It's not that far away, buddy. Nope. Woo! So uh, that's it. Uh, that's it for this uh, edition of the Hammer Down Racing Report. Don't forget to uh, give Ron Miller Race Cars a call. 734. I have to flip this or I still don't have your number memorized. Eight five six seven two two three. That is his uh, number right there at the shop. That's it. Uh, if you call it now, it'll ring in the shop, and he won't hear it. Uh, sometimes, but, but sometimes but, he gives out his cell phone number. Yeah, though. yeah. The answering machine will give you my cell phone number. Oh, okay. And uh, I mean, if you need to buy a race part and you're desperate, call me at two in the morning. I don't care. <laughs> He'll hook you up, um, and or he'll just uh, give you a racing uh, or car advice. That's it. Setup advice. Preferably not at 2 in the morning. Eh, that can probably wait. Yeah, but if you want to buy a part, call me. There you go. 734-856-7223. You want to uh, sponsor the Hammerdown Racing Report, uh, shoot me an email. Call Ron at that same number. Uh, you can email me at scotthammer at iheartmedia.com or send us a message on our Facebook page, Hammerdown Racing Report. Uh, that's facebook.com slash Hammerdown Racing Report. The advertising has been very successful for the race business and uh, could work for you. Give us a call. There you go. So we'll be back uh, next week. We will. And uh, it'll be another fun, exciting show with lots of surprises because I don't know what it'll be either. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a surprise to us all. Yeah. Hopefully we can get the uh, the Helms and the Rose to talk. and Maybe we'll have some more, an update on, on the Millstream situation. I mean, it's still there's still time to get something together. It Absolutely. Was, you knew something was up when you didn't see him at the uh, the Woodland Mall there, the Woodland Mall car show in Bowling Green uh, to promote the upcoming season. And, and again, we invited all the parties to come on the show and clear the air. And all politely declined. Gra- gracefully declined, yeah. yeah so. But uh, we wish them the best. Uh, hopefully we get uh, get some good shows at Attica and Waynesfield. Uh, with those uh, All-Stars programs that were moved, and uh, hopefully uh, we get something going with uh, with Millstream. That'd be great. We're trying our best. That'd be great. We can have a Hammer Down Racing Report night. Yeah. I maybe, don't have any, I, maybe, don't, I don't have a budget for that, but. <laughs> maybe we could go there on a Thursday night and do it live. There you they go. Could schedule, they could schedule a Thursday race, and people could watch us do this thing. The logistics of that hurt my head, but yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, we'd be back using a phone again, but that works. Those, those works, yeah. So tune in again next uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock right here on our Facebook page. Also, iHeartRadio. We had a good time. Hope you did. Talk to you next week.
been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!